time for another episode of Stories of the Century. Oh boy! Yay. We're the Spontaniacs, and we do these stories completely improv. Improv, yes. That means we make it up as we go along, No George. scripts. <laughs> and one of the ways you know that we do them completely improv is we select words from our live audience, the people who come to see our live shows. Exactly. And yes. we have some words today. I do. In fact, they have written so many suggestions for us for words that we just saved them and use them now. So, George, why don't you reach in that bag there? Sack of words. Oh, okay. Here's our first word. This word submitted to us by George Romero, and the word is boat. 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 We can work that in. Okay. Angie, you want to pick one? And this word is apple from Bob Hendrick. Wow, apple. Thank you, Bob. Okay, all we need now is a first line. We do need an opening line. And we have some of those (laughs) written over here. And here it is right here. And we won't read this until we actually start the story. Okay, so the first line of the story you'll hear is one submitted by an audience member. Here we go with our next Stories of the Century. Yay! The glamorous and high-rise Century Building has many stories. And this is one of them. These are Stories of the Century. Dramatized for your listening pleasure by The Spontaniacs. The Spontaniacs, America's finest improv troupe, makes you laugh up to 20% more than the leading improv brand. Here's improv brand A, surly, off-putting, constantly denying. Hey, Cheryl. My name's not Cheryl! Ow! Improv brand A makes children cry. But here's the Spontaniacs. Hilarious, witty, classically trained. We're funny. The Spontaniacs fills children's hearts with joy. (laughs) And don't worry, Mom and Dad. The Spontaniacs are educational, too. Daddy, what's a Brazilian strip? The Spontaniacs. Funnier than you'll ever be. The Spontaneous are not licensed by any political, ethical, or moral group and have no gender or religious affiliation. Side effects may include gagging, hearing, side stitches, nausea, and incontinence. If any or all of these side effects are a result of Spontaneous encounter, see a physician for more details. Remember the Russian laws that every Spontaneous show Spontaneous in mirror may be closer than And now, our next episode Monique's New Coiffeur. Done me ridiculous. My hair looks fabulous, Manuel. But just think how exciting it will look if you let me dye it green, purple, and red. But with the movies becoming color, I cannot afford to have my hair look anything but platinum blonde. Monique, only your hairdresser could tell you what I must say to you now. You are not the sexy star you once were in the old days of film. You are now dried up, wrinkly, as has been, Monique. But Manuel, how can you say such a thing to me? I have been coming to you to do my hair now for ten years. You must know that these words sting. They sting like the jellyfish. It only is possible for me to tell you this, Monique, because I love you. I love you. Manuel, take your hands away from my chest area. I'm sorry, I thought I would do all of your hair. Oh, Manuel, 
sitting in your chair here in your very prestigious salon makes me feel like like a very special kind of woman. You will be after I make your hair green, purple, and red, Monique. How do I explain this to the head of Magna Studios? Don't worry. Chances are he won't even be sober when you tell him. Now let me get started. I'll put this apron around your neck. I hope it's not too tight. <gasps> Sorry, I shall loosen the knot a little bit. Now, Monique, put yourself in my hands. So, Dirk, we've got a new movie coming up, and we're supposed to have Monique as our star. Have you seen her lately? Yes, I've seen Monique. Did you see that new color she has in her hair? My God, Dirk, how in the world did she get such a thing as that? I, Leonard Leroy, the head of Magna Studios, cannot put up with this kind of silliness. Where's her agent? Leonard Leroy, sitting here in this opulent office that you have on the 23rd floor of the Century Building, I can understand how you would be upset about this hair thing she's got going. Personally, I think she looks about 25 years older. Yes, it's making me sick. As I stand here looking up over the wide expanse of the studios and all of the props, I wonder where can we find a place for Monique with the funny hair now? Wait a minute. That what? new sequel about Gone with the Wind 5. She could play the old, 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 old Scarlet O'Hara. You mean the one where she's on the boat? Yes, the one where she's on the boat, coming back from Ireland, who had just left New York not more than four months previous because it was mistakenly on its way to Africa, around Cape Horn, and back to New York again. Genius, Dirk, is genius. Monique on the boat. If we can just find someone to take on the cruise with us as we film, someone that can keep her hair looking exactly the same all the time. What do you think? Hi, Mr. Leroy. I hope you like my new hair. It's platinum blonde. Well, if it isn't Miss Jones. Yes, Miss Jones, is it? Do I have that right, Miss Jones? I love your studio. It's so big. Yes. But I just have a question. You said something about a casting couch, but this couch looks like a regular couch. Dirk, can you excuse us for a moment? Miss Jones and I have some important business to conduct. You won't mind stepping out of my opulent office while Miss Jones and I take care of business, Dirk, will you? No, that's fine, Miss Jones. Good evening, and you have a lovely afternoon, and I'll be exiting now. Goodbye. Goodbye, Dirk. God, I thought he would never leave. Miss Jones, you do look lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Do you like my new hair? Yes. I've decided to keep it just the same. We have a part for you, Miss Jones. I believe we do, but we have to try out some of your skills. Okay. What skills are you referring to? Well, just a moment. Let me turn the lights down. Very nice, <laughs> Miss Jones. I'll draw the shades. Miss Jones. Miss Jones, it was very dangerous for you to come to my hairdressing shop here in the middle of the day. Monique might have seen you come in. But Manuel, I need to touch up my roots. Don't worry, I have a special sink just for you in the back room. <laughs> How is it going over at the Magna Studios? Are they infatuated with you because of your platinum blonde hair? Well, I don't know what infatuated means, but they sure do like me. You know, Miss Jones, I'm thrilled that I could be the one to make you so magnificent, yet I must hide the fact that I am working with you. 
If Monique ever discovered that I was sabotaging her career by causing her hair to be green, purple, and red, she would cut off my apple no, supply. Not your <laughs> apple supply? Yes. Those apples make you strong and keep the doctor away. You're right, Miss Jones. Now let me get to that bottle of bleach. Well, Monique. I'm glad you could meet me here at this diner so that we can discuss the important matter that I called you about on the phone 20 minutes ago. I appreciate that you ran down here as quick as you would. Would you like some cream in that coffee? I'm wondering why you grabbed this very dark and tiny booth in the back, Dirk. Well, Monique, it's because of that hair. I'm afraid that it draws a lot of attention, and I need this meeting to be very private in a very public place. Just say it, Dirk. You are ashamed of me. I am not ashamed, Monique. I'm just saying that it is important that we keep this low level. There's a very good chance I can get you starring in this new movie that Leonard Leroy has going. Yes, you've heard about it, I'm sure, in the trade papers. All about the remaking of Gone with the Wind 5. On the boat? Yes, on the boat, Monique. Why, all that I've heard about it is that there is one leading lady and she is quite old. You are not suggesting that I Monique, play. I am suggesting. In fact, I'm demanding you a lot of money. People know that you're deep, deep, deep in debt. And the only way you're going to be able to pay back those money is if you take this role. Not only that, you'll have to learn to do a southern accent. Oh, Doc, I can't even believe that you would ask me to do such a thing. So, you're Manuel the hairdresser, is that right? That's right, Mr. Leroy. I'm Leonard Leroy, yes. You know me, I'm at a Magna Studios. Of course. I see you're eating an apple. How interesting. Do you have any extra? Well, I do. I have one here in my pocket. Let me pull it out for you. Ah, so that was what was in your pocket. An apple, you know. I wondered about that. Here, let me try one. You might want to wash it before you eat it. This apple tastes terrible. I don't know how you stand them. I'm going to throw mine away. Look. I need you to sign on with Magna Studios. We're having a big shoot coming up on a boat, and we need you to stay with us, helping us keep Miss Monique's hair, however it is that you colored it. You mean I can be on the boat, and you will have me as the official studio hairdresser? You will be the hairdresser, but you'll have to bring your own apples. We're not supplying apples. I suppose we could bring you maybe some slices, but not a whole apple. That's too much to ask. I have to have an apple a day, Mr. Leroy. Well, all right, fine. Just to make your stars look beautiful for less than an apple a day. Fine. It'll be an apple a day. You're a robber. You're a pirate. You know that. Hi, Dirk. I heard about the new Gone with the Wind 5 movie on a boat, and I was wondering, do you need some kind of beautiful platinum blonde starlet to maybe play, like Scarlet's daughter or someone? Miss Jones, is that why you got me out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning to sit in this dingy little living room of yours without the lights on? Well, yeah. And why are your hands on my legs like that? Miss Jones, I am a married man. Well, a lot of married men like that. Well, I suppose. Well, if we're going to be discussing business, Miss Jones, at least you could do is offer me a cocktail. Dark. I want to know where you've been. You've been gone for two hours. I lay here in bed all alone waiting for you to get back. You're a married man. What are you doing out at this time of night? And what are those blonde hairs on you? Manuel, you must know. If you must, must, must know. 
And must you know? I must. I've got a very important job to do tomorrow at the studio. I've got to be sharp. I cannot be distressed worrying about where my right. husband is. All right, Manuel, I'll tell you. I know that your passport has been invalid, and I know you want to be on the boat, so I've been down to the seaside docks trying to find for you a passport so you can be on the boat tomorrow morning with the rest of the crew. If you must know, there you jealous, impertinent man. Thank you. Now I go back to sleep. All right. Manuel! I hear voices. Who are you talking with? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry, Monique. I did not realize you were still awake on my... Duck! What uh, are you doing, Manuel? You never told me. It isn't what you think, Monique. No, I've just come by here to give Manuel his new passport. I think it's something more than that, Duck. Monique, you're such a jealous woman, you've forgotten your accent. <laughs> well, it's back. And it's back in full force. Damn, I hate it when she comes back in full force. That means she'll be a bigger bitch than ever. Yes, Manuel. I know there is something between you and Dirk, and I want to know what it is. So, Dirk, I hear there was a blow-up last night at Manuel's. What happened there? And it's a long, long story, Leroy. I'm not sure you need to know. Well, I'm bringing you here in my office at Magnus Studios to call you on the account for this. But, Leroy, the boat leaves in the next five minutes. Do we have time to go into this story? Don't you think it's important that you, me, and the rest of the crew get on the boat ASAP? Well, perhaps you're right. Follow me! All right. Come on, hurry! Fast Jones! Get my bags! Okay. Let's get into this elevator, the one that says it is out of order. I'm sure the sign cannot be correct. Of course not. Push well, the button. Somebody's uh, going to have to call an elevator. Uh, We're in one now, Mr. Uh, no. Oh, I'm in an elevator. Well, damn it. Oh, I did not know this elevator was going to be so crowded with people I hate. You need to start practicing your southern accent, darling. You're right, this elevator was too heavy. Why, the cable could break at any second. Oh, you... no, would we get hurt? Well, yes, we would, but I'm certainly that this won't happen. Oh. What's that noise? <gasps> it's a cable snapping. <laughs> Join us again next time for another opulent episode of Stories of the Century. The preceding is a production of the Spontaniacs, all rights reserved, duplication in part or in whole without express permission from the Spontaniacs is a violation of applicable laws and subject to punishment as prescribed by statute up to and including fine and or imprisonment without regard to race, color, creed, or gender as relinquished in a fully developed treatise on the cacophony of post nouveau renaissance transdermal liquidity as pertains to the hypotenuse of a right isosceles triangulated metamorphosis trajectory and its adjutant sequiturs. My gosh, I said all that without taking a breath. <sighs>